Citizens of the Verse, today is February 2nd, 2951, and welcome to another episode of ReadCast. We're a weekly Star Citizen podcast sponsored by the Read Organization. I'm your host, Way Too Geeky, and I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. It's Always Sunny in Jersey himself, Chekhov. Say hello, Chekhov. Hello, everybody. It's always sunny, but not today. Not today. <laughs> it's snowy. <laughs> Uh, we have a jam-packed show for you tonight, so restock that javelin and avoid the railgun fire. Let's start the show. Tonight, we have a guest who has been no stranger to this podcast for his fourth time on Readcast. Welcome yet again, Seagard Olfsen. Welcome back, Seagard. Well, thanks. Glad to be here. It's always fun. It's always great to have you. Um, while you need not introduce yourself to us it might just be helpful for anyone who might be listening for the first time uh, for you to introduce yourself to them so if you don't mind no just introduce yourself yeah so Seagard Olufsen um been with Reed for uh, I guess since about May of last year uh, May of last year and um, been gone through a couple events with the organization and just recently have been assigned to lead the logistics team Yes, uh, uh, very exciting. Fleet. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. It's fun. Excellent. Um, so, as as you well know, now's the time we like to talk about what we've been doing in the verse this week. What have you been up to, Seagard? So, for me, two things. I've been playing a little bit, um, getting shot down, mining, uh, mostly asteroid mining, and uh, hauling it off to be sold. Flying out of you know Hurl L one and going into um, practicing my landing skills at uh, at uh, in her in Lorville. Um so that's been fun. And then I've been working on uh, since I just took over logistics. I've had one town hall with the org, uh, the just logistics team, and been fleshing out the details of how we all, we're going to operate. That's um, great. And I got another. We have our second town hall. Um, this this weekend. So, wow, yeah. you you are very active. I am not so good with the science side of things. I think part of that is there's not really anything for science to do yet, except you know we try and find berries and things. Right, <laughs> but soon, right. someday soon. Right. What about you, Chekhov? Uh, this was. Um... I don't know, I guess it was it was uneventful, but it was a lot of fun. We did just random stuff. We had some new members. So we did some, uh, you know, mining. Unless, you know, switched up, you know, from prospector to rock mining. You know, got uh, griefed. That was exciting, you know. It's unfortunate, you know, when you spend an hour, uh, we're just talking about that, you know, uh, there's there's really no game. There's no pirate gameplay. You know, we're just having the discussion with Nick. So, you know, it's like, what what is really the point? I get it, and I'm all for pirates. You know, as part of the gameplay loop, if there's mm. a reward for it. But right now, it's not really pirating. It's more or less griefing. You know, because there's nothing to gain by you know, like almost 
you know, pick somebody on your own size at least, you know. You know, yeah. Saber came after me. I was a nomad and I was on foot. First he shoots me on foot, then he shoots my nomad, which was parked, and then he shoots my rock, which was like half full of head and I. And uh, so that wasn't that much fun, but it was, uh, like I said, and then we all got together and started chasing him around the verse. So that was he had shot me up even earlier than that, just when I had loaded a cutlass uh, red with a a rock. So we were heading out, and they picked us up on the way out and shot us down. Oh, goodness. Well, did you guys end up getting him at some point? No, he left off. But it kind of, oh. uh, I mean, I, I, I almost wish there would be some, you know, pirate kind of game loop. You know, then it would yeah. be sort of... Uh, well, you would think the bounty hunting loop will be stronger then, and, like, even just, like, more risk versus reward for everything. Yeah. Um, I only played a little bit this past week. And, Chekhov, you were actually part of this part. You didn't mention it. But we did the... Um, 890 jump mission, which was your first oh, time doing it, wasn't it? That, that, that's right. That's right. That was, uh, that was yes, absolutely, absolutely. And I died right away. I'm trying to remember. <laughs> I had to come back. Why did I die? I know you guys all got in. Oh, I got shot because I thought it was a f- uh, friendly. Yeah, yeah that's me right. too. That's what happened to me. But I had my Carrick, so I respawned in the bed. Yeah, you respawned. I had to go back, and I didn't have the pink flare. Now I know why we all, that was a good good idea to light up the flare so we all recognize each other. Uh, so, yeah. But we or have the we, same armor. <laughs> yes, that's true. But we accomplished it, right? Or, or we didn't finish it because we didn't. We did. Do, we, we completed it. Yeah, didn't we have to do like the, the data thing or something? We didn't find the data pad, and I haven't found the data pad in time for, geez, since the beginning. Like, I used to find it all the time, and now it's like, where is that? I didn't even notice the timer, though, so maybe we didn't even, Maybe was it removed from the mission, perhaps? Yeah, no, I didn't see it either. I mean, I had plenty of time to, uh, so I died, I, I, I went back to, Poor Tressler and came back. So and still yeah. uh, had an opportunity to kill somebody. So yeah, so, well, I don't think there was a timer. Uh, yeah. Oh, there was another really funny. You know, now now that we're talking about what we did in the verse, so we we have a new member, Flavius, and somehow he acquired a crime stat. Right. So oh, yeah. we uh, <laughs> so we 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 wanted to take him to Korea. To, to remove the crime stat. But um, you know how they have the NPCs spawn there if somebody takes a mission. So we we, we all we all go there. It's like, you know, I take like three different ships. So we land them and all of us get killed. So we take three more ships out there. We get killed again. So <laughs> in like a matter of 15 minutes, the whole Korea was like a, a parking lot. You know, we had like 10 ships there and running around. And NPCs were, you know, somehow, I don't know why, but we had a hard time with the NPCs. So that was funny. <laughs> yeah, that could do it. Um, I I was there for part of that right before. I don't think I joined you at Korea, though. I think I went to, yeah, I went to Microtech. Um, 
I find it, that's always fun, you know, the getting rid of the crime stat because there's, it sort of gets your adrenaline going because you never know what you're going to run into. Either NPCs are spawning or somebody is going to hunt you down. So yeah. it's it's kind of a fun game loop. And someone came in and blew someone's ship up too. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. He couldn't help himself. I found mm-hmm. a lot of good ammo, you know. <laughs> uh, weapons. It was. Nice. It's always nice to go visit there. Yeah. Um. So we had a lot happen in the verse this week. Um. You know, ISC. Another good, solid episode. I would say. Um. The first part of it was all about logos, and so those who didn't catch it, logos are designed just like they would for IRL brand. Um. So one of the designers actually showed off their process for designing a logo for a fried chicken joint. And, you know, I, I'm guessing it's either going to be part of Orison or maybe one of the assets added to rest stops. But his daughter came in and was like, daddy, that's the Chick-fil-A logo. <laughs> and he was like, I knew it looked familiar. <laughs> um, and then they also showed off some branding work that they're doing for the Voyager bar, which is, um, going to be perched high above the clouds in Orison. Mm-hmm. Um, we also got another sprint report, which I always like, which showed off um, the gray box view of docking arms, where they're just trying to show as many outdoor views as possible. Like there was a skylight in it and stuff. So I think, you know, cool factor wise, uh, they showed a space whale sculpture for Orison, the new transition screens for respawning that they're going to be adding lighting around the hercules so you got to look at the star lifter and some of the different rooms around it it also you could see the design language from the star runner very clearly um and then another look at the redeemer the tonk in production as well as um additional assets that are going to be included with uh the different colonies and and uh, homesteads including like generators solar panels, refineries, etc. So it shows shows both that they're going to need components in order to operate just like ships will, um, but also that they'll have some functionality. So uh, it, it is a tank? It's not a tank? No, it's a tank, but everyone calls it the tank because the guy who was talking about it in the initial reveal was, I think he was French or... No, because the, the the tank in Russian is is tank. Oh, yeah. well, he was saying it, you know, in English. Uh, yeah, because and I right. think he he had a French accent. I'm pretty sure. I don't know, um, maybe or some sort of accent. Is, tank in French is also tank, but it's mm. definitely in Russian. But uh, either way, he he said he says it when he says tank. He sounds like tank, uh-huh. and so people. Spell it T-O-N-K. And it's even spelled that way on the roadmap now. Mm. It's pretty funny. Um, so, yeah. Um, did you check out the episode at all, Seagard? Yeah, I did. I watched some of it. And I, you know, I really liked the, um, it's just the attention to detail that goes into, like, the branding and stuff. I just think that mm-hmm. is exceptional. Um, and it does, you know. I was looking at some stuff later online and there were, you know, there are people saying, you know, they play games and they can't even make out what a sign says. Never mind that there's a brand, right? <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, let's, 
you know, what's the greatest brand in Star Citizen? It's the, you know, the the freaking noodles, right? Yeah, <laughs> big bennies. Big bennies, right? I mean, they got products, they have, you name it. So, the uh, amount of excitement people have for being able to consume big bennies, even though they're not tasting anything, yeah. or, you know, exactly. it's insane. Exactly. I did about like that. It was a good, it was oh, a good go ahead, episode. Sorry. Yeah, I, I thought so too. And like, I mean, you can't go wrong with a sprint report. Right. Um, what about you, Chekhov? Did you see any any of it? Even No, I, I did not. I can't say I caught any of it. <laughs> this was a blank for me. Uh, oh my goodness, Chekhov. I like, I like wait in anticipation every Thursday for this thing to come out. And you're like, I didn't see it. No, you know, the, the, I'll, I'll tell you why, because I was working from home and typically I listen to these on, uh, in the car on my way to work. So I didn't go to work because of A, because of the snowstorm and B, Friday also didn't. So I missed them all. Otherwise I, I would have been caught up. I mean, it's cool. Uh, luckily... Uh, I watch them. <laughs> and then then to write my show notes, I actually watch Dubafire's recap of the episode so that I can not have to rewatch the whole thing because particularly the next thing because um, it was a lot longer video. But yeah, I really, I'm excited for, first of all, it was cool to see the Voyager bar work and especially because they were, they had like a little pop-up video style notes about it. And they were saying it's going to be on top of the roof of a building. So that'll be a different style of bar um, and interesting yeah. and probably a cool meeting place. Um, By the way, not to change the subject, but anybody notice that the refining times are getting longer and longer and longer. I'm like, it used to be like around the day, the longest one. Now it's like a day and a half sometimes pushing almost to, uh, you know, to two days. Yeah. I haven't refined anything in forever. Yeah, I have noticed that. It's not significant. I think they're probably just balancing things. Um, sorry, I'm just landing my ship. I'm just sightseeing. Yeah, and I'm filling out my spreadsheet. Um. So, oh, and I, I also really like the whole colony stuff. Like the fact that they were showing off the little refinery sections look really cool. And it's, it shows like, you know, maybe as an org one day we can have a nice colony with, you know, refineries of our own. And maybe we can charge other people to use our refineries. Or maybe maybe we're just using it for our, our own ores. Uh, so that was interesting. Um, and then we retreated to a very in-depth Star Citizen Live with Tony Z. Mm -hmm. um, and this was all about dynamic events. So some of the things that he talked about, um, one, uh, the long-term goal for them is to build the universe as really a series of dynamic events contained within the, you know, the ever persistent universe. And the way he defined those dynamic events are as complete short stories that can either be localized and, and be sort of like low impact or those that have global ramifications. So maybe impact on the whole system or across the verse. Um, 
and you know currently most of the dynamic events are player triggered um or you know events or missions but they'll also have different ways to trigger dynamic events in the future um you know quantum of course is going to play a huge part in driving uh dynamic events and dynamic missions um you know, and missions in Star Citizen will be based on where things are happening. So, you know, he talked a lot about sort of the interplay between a dynamic mission where, you know, things are just going to make sense. Like, if you come across a shipwreck and it's a cargo or, you know, you need to protect a cargo ship, um, if it's coming from a place that you know, has a certain type of ore, that's what's going to be aboard the ship, not, you know, something random. So it's all going to be logical and make sense. He also talked about, um, you know, that in the future, like soon, we're going to get a video with an in-depth look at quantum in action. So he, he's hoping to have it more of an actual demo of something versus you know, philosophical conversation. Uh, so that's exciting. Um, well, you know, what, do you, what do you mean by quantum in action? Like quantum, the the tool oh, that's going okay. to be driving dynamic missions and uh-huh. the dynamic okay. economy. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, versus quantum fuel. Yeah, that's fine. Um, yeah, that's, I know it gets confusing. That's an interesting episode. Very, yeah, they definitely have to catch this one. This is good. Oh, yeah. It's good stuff. Well, and, you know, some of the things that he talked about also, it's it's like he was talking about how they had to really balance the Xenothreat mission coming out because if the NPCs behaved perfectly, players would have no chance of beating them. Um, and, you know, he was talking about how, you know, server meshing should really help with populating more and more dynamic events and missions Mm -hmm. um, and that they can be larger in scale, um, you know, and like travel to different locations, you know, versus this one's, you know, Xenothreat's relatively static um, as it is right now, you know, more on rails is what he described it as. Um, And then there'll also be dynamic events where, you know, it might actually change the system you're in. Like, if you don't do something, things are going to get worse or things are going to change. Um, hmm. And uh, well, just yeah. for you or for everyone? For the, for the, so, I mean, if you think about server meshing in the future, Stanton's only going to be one Stanton system. You know, it's not going to be multiple Stanton systems. And even if there are, the only time you'd have multiple Stanton systems is because they had to shard a location due to the size of the player base in that space. But, you know, eventually what will happen. So I think, um, you know, because he confirmed, I'll use the next uh, point to, to kind of talk through it, I guess, because he confirmed the next dynamic mission involves nine tails and hmm. that's interesting because star citizen leaks not too long ago mentioned the next mission being called nine tails lockdown and they have some of the mission text and it sounds as though in that mission it's going to be nine tails blockading a um a station and so you know 
if you don't stop them, that might change the economy in the system. Now, maybe it won't for this particular mission, but something like that actually happening in the future will impact that system's economy and it'll change the dynamics. And I think what he means by it, it's not just it'll change the economy in the system, but it'll also change NPC behavior. You might see NPCs leaving the system because of the pilot pirate presence. You might see more UEE presence coming into the system and things like that. That's um, very cool. Yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, that's really when we, you know, get the game versus just the sandbox. You know, the yeah. kind of re- re- repetitive sandbox is sort of what we have now. Yeah, and that's cool stuff. Well, he said that there's they they have um, a couple things. They said that they have ten planned already, and we already know that they have they plan on having at least one every um, patch, major patch. But then also he he confirmed that they are a big part of what, what's been called from the early funding days, the 10-year plan. Their plan to make Star Citizen post-official launch or whatever is not alpha or beta anymore be viable for people for ten, at least 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, but Zeno so, know, Thread is not lucrative money-wise, right? I don't know. I haven't played it myself. I've been holding off till it comes into the PU. Yeah, I, I didn't try it in PTO, so I don't believe so because it takes a lot of people to do it if after you split everything. Well, I think that's part of what they've also been balancing to try and get people, but it's it does seem extremely fun. Yeah, well, that's true. Um, yeah, by the way, speaking of pay, what, what was like the 890? How much does the 890 mission pay out? Oh, let me see if I have it available to me. No, it's more than that now. Because we made a lot and we had a big group. Yeah, so you can, I mean, based on what I saw, you, you could easily do 890 with like three to four people. Yeah, it's 45,000. That's, see, that's not bad if you do like four. Well, if you manage to do it with two, that's really good. Yeah. I mean, some people do it just by themselves. Really? Oh, that's a nice, yeah. That's. A I nice was considering idea. doing that during the podcast, and then I was like, I probably shouldn't do that. Yeah. It's going to be hard to read notes and dodge bullets. Plus, right. you know, I'm not known for my combat prowess. Well, unless we could do a simulcast. After we take over the 890 <laughs> around the conference table, that, that would <laughs> um, Yeah, exactly. Well, Seaguard, did you, did you happen to catch that FCL? Yeah, I did. And uh, it's, um, I think it's going to be interesting about the events. Um, mm-hmm. It's kind of something I expected would be coming down the road. They have similar things in other games or, you know, they're kind of, um, some are automated, right? But they're, they're generally fun and a lot of it's against AI. I noticed that one thing they had to deal with, it was in another talk with Tony. He said they had to, they had to kind of come up with a way of limiting players um, that decided to fight for the other team so that yeah. they were limited to similar methods as the AI or similar similar restrictions as the yeah. AI. And I thought that was interesting. Um, and, uh, you know, I've been trying to think in my own mind, what do I want to do to prep for this, right? Because yeah, obviously if it's an event, I should – get as much of the logistics team out there 
um, to really enjoy it. Uh, yeah. So I think it's a cool idea, and I, I hope they keep doing more of it. Uh, it'll be, you know, right now we're only talking one solar system. Yeah. Um, but, you know, think of how big they're going to be when we start talking multiple solar systems, you know, out there and players and all of them. And, you know, there's going to be yeah, huge exactly. stuff. Yeah. Well, and, and he did say, like, you know, that sometimes they won't be as predictable and, you know, they won't necessarily be just sort of like right now, it's sort of almost like timed, you know, yeah. just yeah. happens. We don't actually, I don't know what triggers it because it's always been sort of a pre-decided play test, but, you know, I'm, I'm sure it's going to be, you know, we'll probably have it happen at least once or twice a day and until the next dynamic event. Yeah. And then they can use that. I mean, clearly they're using it for, I feel as though their inclusion of this early is like a lot of things to get data. And especially while they're preparing for squadron to get data around how hardy the capital ships are. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I would, I tell you, you this stuff is, you know, the big stuff is really cool and it, it kind of, you know, brings things alive, but it's something I've always thought would be a great event on a much smaller scale is kind of a, a flying Dutchman scenario. Have either of you heard of that? So the flying Dutchman is a mythical ship, a ghost uh-huh. ship. Davy Jones. Yeah. But in, in, in real sailor lore, it's, um, it's just a ship that appears randomly throughout time. And people have reported it in all different, you know, far, far back in history, all the way up to modern times. I thought it was a hallucination. Well, we don't know what it is, right? Sailors that are for the lack of water or something. I think that was. Yeah. But, you know, there's always been, it goes back to like the 1600s. I mean, it goes way back. And uh, I think it would be neat if you're out there and, you know, I don't know, maybe this is something you look for. You know, it's like kind of like the great white whale. Somebody's yeah. gonna want to go there and just look for the great white whale. They're gonna ch- chase Moby Dick all over the the universe trying to find it and get one snapshot of it. But if they could yeah, set definitely. that up as an, a rare event, that would be really neat, right? Yeah, it should be it should be extremely interesting. And I think, you know, like always, it seems like they're building the tools to m- build these missions Absolutely. really quickly. Um, even though like some of the hardest parts of this is, you know, they have to record tons of bits of dialogue, um, in order for some of these, you know, wild minds and all that stuff. So it's no small feat, but, but if they can build the mission really quickly, it'll make a huge, um, impact. Uh, yeah. So what about, um, you know, he, he sort of mentioned sort of dynamic missions versus these large scale dynamic events. And, you know, it's something that we've talked about a n- number of times. Yeah. But, you know, I think it's, it's great, but it just sounds to me like it could easily be something that turns into, well, this is just the same missions with different flavors. Yeah. It could, it could, 
But if he's using the quanta to drive it, those missions could be an escort for an AI, or you could request yeah. an AI escort. Like, yeah. like you know, the other day when we were getting shot down, we could have put out a mission request to have a mission or a, an escort come out that, you know, mm-hmm. if we don't use our own org, you know, if you're just one ship or whatever. Um, I'll be interested to see what they can do and what they do first. In terms of? Yeah, will they, you know, will they have like, um, clearly they have AI that do security now. They're the, mm-hmm. they scan you and stop you and they'll fight you if you got a crime stat. Um, but, you know, will we be able to ask or request an escort first or will there be much bigger things only at first? Like, um, kind of like when you meet, uh, you know, uh, NPCs that are, you know, that have mission trees. Mm-hmm. You know, the Isles Ec- or Miles Eckhart type thing. Um, yeah. I mean, I get the sense that just like anything else, you'll be able to hire because the job well isn't really working right now either, right? That's not set up. And so I think you'll be able to go hire. NPCs to escort you from the start rather than having to send out a service beacon. You know, I get the sense that a service beacon is more in the moment. Correct. Yeah, that's why I take two. Um, now, Tony also um, replied to a few other things. And now I can't find the link. By the way, if you guys on my server, I just ran into five Quantanium rocks. Oh, I'm very likely absolutely nowhere near you. Yeah, I'm actually <laughs> working on just taking notes. I'm on the uh, Aaron's halo in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> So, oh, so he mentioned, he mentioned a couple things. Okay, of course. Of course I can't find them. Oh, here we go. No, I'm not finding the proper thing. Oops. Oh, well. He he had a, a few responses on the on, uh, Spectrum that just further clarified and, and provided more insight to people. Um, so I'll, I'll try and find links to that and include them in the show notes, but I can't seem to find them right now. Uh, anyway, um, even more exciting. We got a taste of more roadmap. Yeah. Check off. Uh, are you able to talk through the roadmap now, or would you sure. like me to walk through the new changes? I'll, I'll, I'll tell. Uh, let me, let me cover some of this stuff. I'm just kind of hanging out by my containium rocks, but I did yeah. pull it up to make sure that I. Uh, give me one second. I'm... Now, while Chekhov's navigating there, please keep in mind the roadmap is not a guarantee. Correct. Um, you know, and and the other thing that they did mention is, for instance, we see Pyro being worked on the whole time in the progress tracker, but we don't see it on the re- release view. They said it's very possible it will show up on the release view. We just 
it's not ready to be called yet. So this is what they feel very comfortable with. And I will say compared to many, many years prior when they've been playing with the, well, as long as the roadmap's been around, this is the most conservative start to the roadmap, which makes me feel more confident that it's going to be more content than what they're showing versus less. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. But before I get into 313 section of the roadmap, uh, one thing I wanted to ask you, because I uh, maybe I'm not doing something wrong. The Gemini A03 sniper rifle that came out in the previous release, it uh, it's a, supposed to come with that super zoom scope, doesn't it? Because I don't think it does. It doesn't have a scope on it? I don't believe so. It's an A03, you said? Yeah, and I thought that was the whole point of that rifle, is that it does have a scope, because it... Uh, well, uh, you know what? I may be wrong, because visually it didn't when I went shopping for it. You know what? I They were demonstrating the different scopes on the AO3. Oh, uh, so so you okay so 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 you do have to purchase a scope yeah for it so so which yeah. one is that ever elusive that super zoom scope so well there's there's three different types of scopes so and I forgot I forgot how to describe the different types of zeroing um, I'm not sure to be honest okay all right we'll skip let's go to three thirteen roadmap so three thirteen well, yeah. If you want, I could I could save you a lot of time by saying nothing's changed in three thirteen from the last time, except they added the tank. Okay. Yep. You. Uh, that's what it looks like. It uh, and the well, I, and I don't know if the stage was all tentative. I guess it still it, it is. So that's a little bit of a concern. Three thirteen. Q1, we are in Q1, we're in February of Q1, and why why is it tentative status? I mean, they have a whole they have a whole month left before updating um, it to yeah, but you would think they typically it should say you know on the development or you know. Oh well, they changed the they changed the lingo, so now um, tentative means hang on i'm remember how they used to say like one like 10 out of 40 or 30 out of yeah so they're they're not i don't think they're gonna they may do that still but the way it stands now tentative stands for it's tentatively scheduled for this quarter but they haven't gone through the final review process then committed is um Hmm. It's past review. There's a very low chance of the deliverable moving, and then release obviously means it's been released. Right. So, okay. Well, I guess we're we're only in the beginning of February, so that's why it's a lot of it is tentative. But, oh, and I'm a liar. A few things actually changed. All right. So then let me let me go let me go through it, and you'll point them out. So real quick, refinery stations. Uh, Non-commercial overlays, I think that's the same. Uh, Stanton system polish, visual improvements to Stanton system planets. Uh, 
nothing new there. New asteroids, I think they had that too, right? They're, they're, which is, by the way, that should be real exciting. Hopefully brings uh, some additional mining opportunity. Uh, right. Cave entrances, drive-in and sinkhole, that was there. Uh, okay, adding two new entrances to planetary caves. Yeah, see, they, I think they, they may have changed some description I, I like I, I did not see this. Maybe I missed it. Uh, I think they're they're updating. Yeah, see, this is. Oh, I'm looking at cave entrance drive-in sinkhole. Right, updated January 27th. So, so it was updated. And what it says is adding two new cave entrances to the PU. The drive-in entrance will allow players to enter using a ground vehicle, while the sinkhole entrance will require players to enter and exit using a ship. Yeah, that that was not here. That, that description. So this is new. That's uh, an interesting one. Yeah, it is right. I'm curious as to why now. Uh, what? What? Why now? Meaning that addition. Oh. Uh, I hope it. In other words, I hope it comes with like meaningful mission content or meaningful content in some way. Well, I I would I would guess that the driving would be for the rock. That's kind of what I would think mm. to go look. at least short term. Yeah. And then yeah. maybe later on, if there's something that could be harmful in the cave, you know, in Ursa to pew, pew. Yeah. <laughs> that would be nice. Okay. Now moving on to gameplay, there, there were 11 entries. Again, I'm just going to kind of expand and see if there's anything new. Yeah. I mean, these are all January 27th update. So I'm not sure what it means, whether it's something new they added or it could be the same. Uh, so this spawn clauses, the initial implementation of spawn clauses, these areas allow entities such as NPCs to spawn in areas outside of player view. These will be used to support mission, location, populations, and security responses. You know what they did? Uh, they, these haven't really changed. I think they just expanded on their descriptions. Yeah, I, that's what's changed. The The other difference, like, um, you'll notice if you look, so they added in the tank, as we mentioned. Yeah. But they also added in object push and pull. So they decided that that was feasible for this quarter. Mm-hmm. But they push back hacking tech to the next quarter. Okay. Yeah, so those are like the major changes. Right. So that would be the major. So everything else is more of the same. Is just they 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 elaborated on what yeah. they're doing. Right. Like you know, force reaction, expanding on a physics based reaction to physical forces, actors are made to stagger and collide with their environment and experience inertia regardless of being the pilot. Yeah, yeah. right. They're just basically, we kind of covered it, I guess. They're just expanding on it, which is kind and of the, nice. You know. Yeah, and the other thing to, to note, too, is things like server meshing, persistence, and iCache are no, not like one deliverable in the roadmap for all of you who are like, where is it? Where is it? Um, there's a bunch of different things that are um, a part of that. And they removed the um, 
they removed the iCache, like convert legacy data management to iCache mm-hmm. from release view because there's some dependencies there too. So, but all these deliverables aren't like specific deliverables. They're broken across different teams. Um, but you will notice they added like um, progress tracker info for the planet tech team, the network team, the persistent tech team, graphics team, physics team, dev tools team, engine team, game services, and live tools. Yeah. So, really, yeah, the core. So, really, if you look at the, let me just uh, close these down. Yes. So, we, we don't have any core tech. Um, items on the 313 roadmap. All the core tech stuff comes into play starting Q2 with 314 and going all the way out to 316. So, mm-hmm. and that's the, you know, we, we have some, you know, legacy vehicle XMLs uh, stuff going on. Then we have vehicle mo- module swapping, uh, shield system tech replacement. And where is that server meshing? Oh. It's not a. It's not a core tech. It's not going to be on the release view. Oh. Oh. Okay. It's, it's going to be. That's what I was getting at. In other words, it's truck. broken apart. Oh. I yeah, see. it's broken apart into several things. What, what wasn't it on the on the release view? No. All the south. No, it was never here. Okay. Mm-mm. Well, no, because if you recall, three thirteen was the only release view we've had up until last week. So. 314, 15, and 16 are all new. Right. And I, I thought, maybe I'm wrong, I thought I saw iCache on the 313. Yeah. They removed that because of dependencies. Okay. okay. So I did see. It. All right. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Okay. So now it's only on the progress tracker. Correct. Okay. And did, did it slip also time wise? Well, it, let's, let's go it, see. It may have, but it does, they don't know. In other words, so they pulled it for the for the time being. Yeah, you gotta love that. That's what the roundup says. We're we're all so excited, and now it kind of fizzled out. So now 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 it's back to being unknown, ETA wise. I mean, it's this year. Well, if it's this year, then we should see it on that progress tracker, right? Yeah, but they don't know where, so they won't put it down until oh, they can commit to when. They commit to it. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll leave it. We're going to trust our devs, you know. Yeah. Which one was blended in with the others? Was it iCache or server Both. meshing? Both. So persistence, iCache, and server meshing all sort of have, like, for instance, iCache an example of iCache can be found in 314. Yeah, it's a, it's a game service team. There is one I see. A person There's also the active feature team. Yep. Yeah. So if you look in 314, an example of iCache at work is um, from the active feature team physical inventory. Gotcha. Right, and as of like the one that I mentioned, it's scheduled to be delivered Q4 of 2021 by the end of the year. Yeah. Which is uh, persistent uh, streaming and server meshing. Where is that? uh, It's on their game services team. Oh, but this isn't in the release view. Yeah, yeah, this is is in the progress tracker, right? Yeah. 
So, uh, Chekhov, maybe maybe you could walk people through 3, 14, 15, and 16. Oh, okay. So you want to At, go that far As out? of now? Yeah, why not? Oh, yeah, we could do that. I figure we wait for next episodes. But okay, there's no point to wait. All right, let, let's go. Let's do it. And you, could, you guys can chime in. So 3.14, we're starting off with uh, Planet Crusader. Okay, that now that's real exciting. So let's see what they're going to... The, In case people couldn't tell by your tone of voice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't help it. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, uh, what is it? The, the do as I say, don't do as I do. Yeah. You guys can get excited. Uh, all tasks relating to the creation of Planet Crusader, including points of interest. And this beautiful yet dangerous gas giant is home to the uh, Orison Landing Zone and picture a city floating on orbital la- lattice work. Right? Did I say that right? Yep. Yeah. So, I did, yeah. sir. So I guess uh, we're going to see it at 314. That looks to be the case. Yeah, that that is... Pretty exciting. Which is also interesting because morphologists pose that because they removed Delamar and Levski that they wouldn't add another planet this um, this year because it was clear Delamar was, you know, having a huge impact. Um, the one thing I would say is it's a legacy asset compared to the exactly. other planets. That's exactly what I was going to say. That that's that's a kind of old tech, and this is new tech. So, I, I yeah, it, it doesn't mean that it's a one for one swap. PO is probably a memory hog too because it's a legacy asset instead of yes. new tech. So, and then that's interesting that you say that. There's nothing about PO update on here. Yeah, well, something's something's happening because they have all these unknown, un, unannounced things on the roadmap, including locations. And Tony was saying that the Crusader stuff was put back on because they were gaining efficiencies through other methods, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did say that. Oh, actually, I just realized. Can you take over the map because I just cracked the Quantanium Rock and. If I don't finish it, either I'm going to blow up or lose them all. Sure. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> um, so, you know, as with Crusader, with it comes Orison Landing Zone. It looks like, at least for the initial release, it's going to include the latticework of platforms, um, including the uh, landing zone, shipyards, habs, gardens, and spaceport. So that's my most excited thing this half of the year. Can't wait to see that. Should be picturesque. Yeah, um, and then under gameplay, we're going to be getting FPS radar and scanning. Woohoo! That should be interesting. Um, they will be also adding weapon charge and drain tier zero. Um, so that will be, you know, requiring you instead of having for most of your, you know, energy weapons, um, instead of having necessarily like just batteries that you swap. There'll be like charging stations and things like that that you can be used that you can use to charge the equipment. Um, we also mentioned already physical inventory. Um, what's interesting is it says so here it says when implemented, players will physically store weapons, gadgets, consumables, healing items, and more on their person and in vehicles via backpacks, pockets, and containers. 
This utilizes the new iCache for persistence wherever players travel. So I think the good part about that is we shouldn't be losing anything. Right. Um, but we'll see. Who knows? There will likely be errors. <laughs> right. Um, then radar scanning and ping. So this is radars used to act to passively locate and track contacts and display their whereabouts to the player. Scanning is used to obtain information about a specific entity. Ping actively finds additional contacts or highlights volumes of space to investigate weak signatures, both of which are displayed via the radar and its AR HUD elements. So that's a welcome. I'm, I'm assuming there's going to be some improvements there. It doesn't actually say what those improvements are. Um, even more exciting, healing tier zero. So oh, creating all the backend tasks related to initial implementation of the healing feature that will be used in future location and mission updates. The only thing that concerns me is it sounds like it's not going to be anything we do, <laughs> but you know what? You don't think it's Whatever. something like you might do in a cutlass red on, on one of their, um, you know, instead of just dying and coming back to life on the bed, um, you have to drag someone in and drag someone in, put them. them in there, or walk in with a you know you're wounded and you walk in, lay down, and the system. Would oh, I a hundred percent think that's what it's going to be. My fear is that it says includes all back end tasks uh, related to the implementation that will be used in future location and mission updates. I guess Sounds like it's going to be NPC related. That could be. Um, oh, here we go. <laughs> We're getting closer. So we already talked about it, but hacking tech has been moved here. So everything for hacking tech, um, it'll be more of a mini game than what we currently have, which is wait and press a button if something happens. Um, then there's NPC healing. So enables players. Oh, actually, it says enables players to heal other players and NPCs. This will allow players to use items with healing properties, such as the med pen and other player characters and NPCs. Oh. We're going to have to see if that's a typo because it says both, but it's called NPC healing. Um, sure and then for PC. Yeah, exactly. He was helping me. Yeah. <laughs> well, it might be for a mission. It's the oh, start of med yeah. gameplay. Good point. Um, you know, like they might convert the 890 jump mission to where you'll make extra money if you help people who are wounded. Right. Um, and then under vehicles, ships and vehicles, we have one of Seaguard's favorites, the Constellation Taurus. Ooh. So that's you finally like that. coming in game. We'll see how it varies from its brethren. And then for core tech, we have uh, migrating legacy vehicle XMLs to data core. So that sounds like a more optimized location and format. It sounds like it's off server essentially. Um, I would I would think on the you know you talk the Taurus, there is a lot of commonality between the ships. I would suspect if the Taurus comes in at the level of the MSR, you know with wall switch plates and lights and things like that, mm -hmm. I wouldn't be surprised that we see that applied to the Connies as a whole. Yeah, they. I mean, I, w I wouldn't be shocked if they don't do that for everything in game, unless they were just testing it to see if there's a better way to do it. Yeah. Um, I wish the sort of default off lights had a little bit more ambience, so you can see things when you're trying to yeah. get to the bridge. Yeah. But, 
you know, or an all lights on button right at the door. Yeah, I agree. Um, so then we also have vehicle module swapping under core tech. So supporting players uh, being able to swap vehicle rooms and modules via, via the vehicle management app. Oh, that will be interesting. And last but not least, the shield system. Vehicle, or does it does it say vehicle? Or yeah, it must mean ships as well as the ground vehicles. Um, yeah, except there's no vehicle ground vehicles with modules yet that we know of. Okay. Um, but then the last is the shield tech replacement. So you know. Yeah. No. No having holes the more. shields anymore. Yep. The sign distance fields will be projecting our shields. So that's 314. Um, I'm sure we'll start to see more stuff in addition to that. 315, there's only one location entry, and that's small home outpost colonialism. So this is all the stuff we've been seeing in ISC. Um, A small home for AI to live and shelter. It consists of a central hub and a few internal and external modules. It'll provide the basic necessities to support a small group of people for an indefinite amount of time. Um, I don't think, I think that'll be initially just MPC related, yeah. but long-term, well, you know, we'll kind see. Of like, kind of like a ground space station, right? I mean, exactly. you can't exactly. own it, but you could occupy a hut there or something. Yeah, wake but up. they have said eventually we can own them. Oh, yeah. So that'll be cool. Um, under gameplay, tons of entries here. We've got uh, weapons, magazine stripping and refilling. So this is the ability to remove bullets um, from, you know, partial magazines and fill them into others. Um, it's only, uh, as you can probably imagine, only compatible with ballistics because um, there's no lasers. Then we've got uh, uh, EVA Tier 2. So now EVA is going to be transitioning to IFCS, that's Intelligent Flight Control System. They also will introduce limited EVA fuel. So that will encourage the use of zero-G push and pull, as well as the multi-tool tractor beam. I wonder if it's going to encourage the use or the creation of suits without jets. Uh, Possibly, or maybe your jet can get damaged. Or your jet can get damaged, right? Because I do think there's something fun about you know, being a little bit more um, more risky when you step out of the ship in space, right? I mean, you're not you're not always going to get around perfectly if you're the guy without a million bucks, right? You're gonna yeah, you're gonna be yeah, exactly. The pucker factor. Does, does it also mean now if you get catapulted out of the turret, you'll have enough fuel now to kind of make your way home? No, I don't think so. I think you're going to lose fuel before that. That's right. Um, then we also have cutting tier zero. So this is freeform cutting of surfaces um, with your multi-tool. Torch, good. Yeah, so that'll be interesting and fun. And then we've got a new player interaction experience. So, you know, all the features and systems uh, related directly to the player so that's player status, item status, environment status, as well as interactions with both the game world and the objects within it uh, are covered with those systems. So I don't know. I don't know exactly what that means. The way that they show it, 
it's it reads it where the the image almost makes it seem like it's a process for tutorial like here's how you do this but it d- describes it more broad than that so maybe it won't be that um they're introducing bombs and space mines so i bet you this plays into a particular new ship um no a, a, maybe a blockade of some sort huh yeah i was thinking nautilus has to have them too oh yeah I just well with that singer player mine layer, the Aurora. <laughs> <laughs> it drops a single mine. <laughs> drops a single mine. That's its total job. <laughs> um so yeah, players will have the ability to <clears throat> powerful bombs over targets and atmosphere from ships. In space, players in certain ships will be able to release space mines in a coordinated fashion in an attempt to trap and capture. Hmm. Very interesting. Um, then we have the almighty salvage tier zero. Um, now it says this feature included as all of the backend tasks required for initial implementation of salvage gameplay and missions. So I, I sense a new device for my, my uh, multi-tool. Yeah. Well, I think that's what the cutting is. Yeah. Because cutting, you might be able to strip holes or cut through to get to a component or something. Um, Then we've got zero G push and pull. That makes tons of sense since they're, you know, adding fuel. So adding the ability for players to traverse surfaces in zero G by pushing and pulling with their hands. Um, Then we've got ships and vehicles. The Redeemer, no surprise there, as it has been shown off a number of times. Um, Yeah. Then there's the Crusader A2. So this is the um, gunship variant of the the Hercules. Does it have the bomb on it? I don't know. That's my guess. It seems like that's tied with bombing because it doesn't have that too. It's a gunship and bomber. I don't know. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Um, we are also getting both the Ares Starfighter Ion and the Ares Starfighter Inferno. So this is the year of Crusader for the most part. Right. No, and this um, is this is update three fifteen. You said yes. So this, so this is last, should be in the uh, fall. No, the last, this is or the so three thirteen is going to be in March. Right. Three fourteen is going to be in June. Three fifteen is going to be in September. Or October, you know, it usually lingers into October. The, uh, the, you know, the seasonal thing there. Yeah. Um, and then last for 315 is ship interior exterior culling. So actually this will provide tons of performance increases um, when complete. The game engine will no longer render the interiors and exteriors of ships when not required. That will be mm. a big difference. Because it's not really doing that. Although sometimes it sort of does when we don't want it to. Um, but I think that's a bug more than anything. Um, I'm going to feel obligated to put someone in every room of every ship I'm on. Just yeah, so yeah exactly. Exactly. Um, so for 316, final patch of the year. So far for locations, there's Orison V2. So that's adding more locations to Orison you know, shops services expanding the city. Um, 
for gameplay, once again, tons of stuff. Uh, weapon misfire and wear. So adding the potential for certain weapons to misfire or malfunction, depending on different factors. Uh, they're adding player slide. So a player can slide to uh, traverse and sort of like, you know, I think avoid fire and such. Right. Hopefully they won't let you slide on every surface. Oh, I just thought of a new new thing we could do. <laughs> I mean, it's going to be definitely, it's going to be like, we could play a game where we open up the side doors on a ship and you have to see who can slide closest to the edge, like shuffleboard without actually going out of the space. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> of course, the Floridian uses shuffleboard as a, as a, yeah, you can open up both side doors on the hammer ahead and you could slide. Right That's right. The ship. Right. <laughs> um, then we're going to have improvements to prone. So mo- improvements to prone movement. Um, this is where they're also going to be adding in ladders tier one. So improvement um, when it comes to freedom and control while traversing ladders. So that's shooting weapons while you're on ladders, healing, etc. Um, other one-handed actions and like dodging gunfire. You know, just to just to make a uh, as a reminder, something I just saw today was when I opened up my um, 100i today, I was looking for mm-hmm. the enter key. You mm-hmm. now just walk up the ramp. It, you walk up the stairs. There's no enter. You actually open the door, and then you move your character forward, and he automatically walks up the yeah, stairs. Yeah, I think that's always with the 100i. I think that was the point for them. Yeah, I didn't know that. to avoid. Just, yeah, I, I have cool. a feeling... I have a feeling they'll do the same thing with ladders because, you know, you can already walk up ladders without using an interaction. So why do that on a um, freelancer, you know, or some of the others where you have to enter with the ladder? Um, They also are adding in uh, physicalized weapon handling. So this is actually including the character animations while interesting, uh, interesting, interacting and customizing FPS weapons. So the whole idea is to make it more tactile when you're, you know, actually manipulating the weapon and, and changing it. So that's cool. Um, and then this is where we're going to see lockers and inventory. Be able to so, drop and discharge your weapon. <laughs> probably. Who knows? Um, but this will be actually storing your items on shelves, attaching them to surfaces or yeah, yeah. surfaces, all those things. So you're you know expanding the personal inventory. Um, it's gonna be awesome. I want to put so many things on my ship that I have. Yeah, and then last on the gameplay side is going to be fire extinguishers, all back end tasks to implement. Fire extinguishers in-game. This will work alongside the fire hazard system. So it's coming. No surprise, they've been experimenting with it. Um, 316 will also see shield emitters added into the game. Um, So that's, you know, actually creating shield emitter objects that can be eventually targeted and destroyed. So you could have your shields permanently disabled. Um. And then under core tech, very exciting, dynamic door alignment on vehicles. So what's that mean? Elevators not stopping until they touch the ground. 
and potentially, you know, adjusting properly. Ramps like on the Carrick continuing to go towards the ground until it touches uh, so that you don't have to keep getting back in your ship and moving it around. Um, and then the final thing, which is a snooze fest for me, um, allowing engine swapping in the Origin M50. So, but that is the roadmap so far. I was just thinking of shield emitters also um, will allow something they had a long time ago, which was the, uh, uh, what do you call it? Um, the, basically, when you were on foot fighting, they used to have a thing that was on the ground and it emitted mm-hmm. like field shield. It yeah. was the weapon for a person. Uh, that's yeah. something see happening yeah deployables and such so um that's it for the roadmap i'm excited i do hope that i I mean i'm confident that if we don't see pyro this year because they still hinted it's possible but if we don't see it this year then we'll likely see it early next year and we'll likely see the whole system and i think we'll see nix at the exact same time so we're in for a real treat within the next year and a half, I think, is where like, we're going to see a lot of the core things come online and the game really start to evolve into a point where people might not even care about No Man's, uh, not No Man's Sky. Um, mm-hmm. the- what's the other one? Elite Dangerous. Yeah. Um, oh, you've got legs and, and all that stuff. What about this? Yeah. <laughs> um, so exciting. And maybe people will stop calling it a tech demo. <laughs> right. Um, oh, we don't care what they call it. Yeah. So, doth thou know what time it is, Chekhov? It's time for science. What's that? <laughs> you guys are so sophisticated. <laughs> it is time for science. Seaguard, have you done anything in the name of science this past week? Uh, well, you know, I was, and Chekhov was was helping me. Um, as I looked and built out the crew duties within the ship um, for, for the logistics teams, I've been trying to discover actually how much a non-owner of a ship can do, and engineering was one of them. Um, and Chekhov, why don't, why don't you tell him what you found and uh, report it? Yeah, so we, uh, I think Sigurd asked me to assist him, so he was the uh, co-pilot. He was trying to see what functionality today you actually have by being a co-pilot. But uh, since he was trying that out, I actually found something that I didn't know on the Vanguard Sentinel. There is a station behind the pilot, and even though most ships co-pilot there's no functionality. Uh, that particular station actually does have functionality. I was able to uh, control and overclock the weapons from there. Oh. So that was pretty cool. Weapons. Because there's, there are differences. Yeah, yeah. And you yeah. could also regulate the power priority, right? You could put more power to, instead of 33% from 
shields to weapons and to Correct. maneuver, you could reallocate that. Um, does that really help in any way, do you know? It does. I've used it. Oh. Yeah, I've, I've used it. Well, I guess, yeah, because if you're trying to get... I know you've used it with your reclaimer. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You can shut off individual um, maneuvering thrusters and regain control of your ship. And then um, you can overpower those thrusters or um, overclock them in addition to that or separate from that. And then check mm -hmm. off, could, could you adjust the shield strengths? Like, you know, oh, I, reinforce the rear. Uh, you know what? I, I We didn't because we were kind of on the mission, on bounty mission. So I don't know the answer. I, I there may be... There may be some additional functionality on that station. I have to go back and really experiment again. So, no, I, I don't know. Maybe. That's good. That's good. Yeah, and I'm just, I'm just trying to, you know, what he's helping me with is I'm trying to break down ship crew for any given ship into um, basically the bridge crew. They they navigate and fly the ship, and then the engineers, mm -hmm. ship engineers one or more would do anything related to operate or maintain it, which means load cargo, take cargo off, um, manage power, prioritize power, etc., and then secure the ship, right? Fire the guns and fight borders, um, things like that. So I'm looking for those different ways to, to give responsibility to individuals and, and teams yeah. within that, that group. Yeah, it's definitely um, it's going to be interesting to have those responsibilities long term. I'm looking forward to like, you know, it really mattering. Like, it will be nice. Like, even I'm like, even I keep saying like, but um, even when the, before there's true engineering in the game, even before that, you still might want someone on your ship when a fire can break out and um, you need someone to actually put out the fire and you need to, someone needs to run and grab a fire extinguisher. Right. Or if you need to do something on the ship, like in engineering, turn it, turn the piloting over to your co-pilot and then yeah. you do, which is really one of the things I'm looking at. If you, if the owner of the ship is more like the captain, he can have a pilot that can do all the navigation. He just says, hey, I need to get to Crusader. Yeah. The bridge crew figures it out. Um, I plan I, on being a captain of my ship, not the pilot. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Right. And I'm trying to, I'm going to try to reinforce that across the ships for events. Yeah. For events. <clears throat> so that's why I'm doing this research. Yeah. So speaking of the captain, I, I actually did something for science. I remembered my uh, days that I in real life that I spent a summer on uh, Fisher Island in Florida, and we had the, no other transportation because it's an island where they don't allow vehicles on it. So the only mm -hmm. thing you have there are golf carts. So I use my favorite gray cat golf cart now to get around. So I'm real lazy in game. I like to have it on board so I don't have to walk. So I even like you know, if I land on Platinum Station, I just take it out and, you know, I I take it everywhere now because it kind of fits in your pocket, so to say. So yeah. I, I took it so far as we 
landed it on Everest Harbor, and I took it inside the elevator and took it down to the uh, customs area. Oh, nice. <laughs> but, uh, but I wasn't able to take it out of the elevator. I ended up in space. So, But my goal is to do a little, uh, you know, stage some racing, a little PTU uh, racing in the not PTV racing on that yeah. West Harbor. Yeah. Well, we did that yeah. racing today as, as a bunch of us. That was fun. Crashing and burning and flipping them over. <laughs> uh, yeah. We're trying to organize an event, actually. I think Fish had the idea to see if we can do a little, uh, you know, race event on one of the planets. So using PTVs, I think. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. I myself did not do anything related to science for science this week. So I'm glad you guys did. Cause I didn't. Um, but yeah, that brings us to our question section of the episode. And can I tell you, it's minimal. <laughs> yeah, I know. I looked up before we got up. <laughs> so um, this week we received a single question via our Discord. Um, and it was from Neri's. Neri, I'm very dyslexic tonight. I, and believe it or not, I haven't had a single beverage. Maybe <laughs> I'm better when I'm drinking. Yeah, exactly. Maybe you should go get it. <laughs> you, you don't understand the level of calm. As soon as I have a gin and tonic, it's really almost sick. It frightens me. Believe it. I, I had a sour monkey before we got on. What on earth is that? That's a beer, sour beer. Oh, I've never heard of it before. You just not a big sour fan. You just can't imagine the calm that just not caring gives you when you get old. <laughs> oh, there you go. I mean... I, I try that all the time. You know what? It's, I'm also, I think I'm a little off because I started a new job this week and I'm like, just oh, like so much info going into my brain mm. that I'm having yeah. a hard time. It's like jacking into the matrix. Uh, anyway, Aries Nightshade asks, Hey guys, based on last week's Tony Z video, what other kinds of dynamic events do you think we'll see this year? And I would pose that, do you think we'll see? And also, what would you like to see? Hmm. What about you, Seaguard? What do you think we're going to see? Let's see. Um, I think you could see something around the um, president of the... Uh, of, um, of the Imperator? Imperator. I think yeah. you could something going on there. I've been tracking a couple of their, you know, the little lore messages, and it seems like not as all not as all in Mudville, or not as not not all the well in Mudville, I guess would be to say. Um, there may be some trouble brewing, maybe mm -hmm. an uprising of some kind. I don't disagree with you. Um, what would you like to see? I like to see. I would like to see the um, the reactivation of um, pirate incursions. Not incursions. Um, you know, like when you, you're quantum jumping, you get dragged out. But oh. they were pretty good for a while, way back when, when they had those big asteroid pockets that would pop up. I'd like to see a refined version of that. Maybe with some interaction. 
Mm. Yeah, I mean, it, it was the first thing that almost sort of felt like a dynamic yeah. mission. Um, what about you, Chekhov? What do you think we're going to see dynamic event-wise? See, first of all, I'm very proud of myself. Multitasking, my quantanium alarm is going on, on fast beep, and I'm still able to focus on the podcast. So I think what we, we've talked I'm about... I'm so proud of you. I know, me too. You know, if, if I can't praise myself, who would? Uh, but let me, I think we talked about nine nails, right? Nine tails. Yep. That, yeah. Nine tails. That that's probably what we're going to see. And what I like, like to see would be some, something centered around the most finished game loop that they have in the game, which is mining. That would be great to see something around that, you know, sort of a reputation based. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not even going to guess at it. I'm sure they, they have the imagination to come up with something where uh, it could be, you know, it doesn't all have to be about, you know, fighting and killing, right? Because there are a lot of players that don't uh, really participate in that at all because they yeah. just don't like that game look, right? Yeah. I only, I only really participate um, because it's new and exciting, but that's not really right. my intent. It's also just not where I'm good. Like, I'm not the guy you want covering your back because there's a good chance I'm going to hit you with my gun by accident. Right. So that's why if they're going to do some, you know, dynamic uh, sort of events. I mean, I think they should cover all all aspects of the of the game loops that are, you know, that, that are popular in game. I would I would like something to be like for me with mining. I think it would be cool if it combined mining and like combat so in other words you get a news report that a very valuable resource was found um in a location so then you can send out miners and maybe scanning ships so maybe this is when they improve scanning right and my whole hope is that they try to every time they add something really interesting into the game they you like try to incorporate it into the missions so like, you know, now with the enhanced scanning, you could send out an exploration ship and find the minerals and start to mine them. And maybe, maybe it gives you rep with a particular person. Um, and then from there, you know, and maybe do throw in a pirate uh, game. Exactly. Right there, you know, the- exactly. So then it's like a hunt to get it before pirates come. So you need people defending you, but the miners still get to mine, but there's the added layer of danger. Right. <laughs> I think that would be really awesome. Do I think that's going to happen this year? Probably not. I think it'll be, I think we'll see things that build upon what we're already seeing. So every single um, dynamic mission I think we'll slowly but surely um, be able to, um, you know, develop and add new features and things. So, like for instance, they they said that the the um, uh, Nine Tails mission is going to be a blockade, and part of the mission is delivering goods to that station so that people can survive. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how are you going to do that without being detected? If the blockade is that strong, are you going to have to run your ship 
ultra stealthy. Um, like maybe that's something that they'll be sort of adding in. I guess we'll ultimately see, but who knows? But I, th I think it'll mostly be combat based missions for the year. I, I think personally, it's not necessarily what I want, yeah. but I'd like to yeah, cargo missions instead of yeah. you know, buying cargo, you carry somebody else's cargo for reputation. Yeah. Well, at least in this case, it sounds like there'll be a cargo element because you have to deliver. Yeah. Um, but, you know, who knows how involved that'll be. I mean, there's that cargo element now, too, with the, the Xeno threat mission. So, you know, we can definitely have people doing logistics for Xeno threat mission and then people you know, you need ground support or, you know, they, this is one of the first missions where they, or the first mission where they have actual NPCs with weapons in the ship wreckage. Oh, so great. you have to, yeah, you have to protect them while also retrieving cargo and bringing it back to, to restock the javelin before the big battle. Yeah. See, I don't know nothing about, it. I haven't read about it or watched it. Oh, yeah, I mean that's my understanding at least because Tony Z spoiled it a little bit too. <laughs> and Jared was rolling his eyes. He's like, "We're not going to spoil this mission." And then Tony Z's like, "Blah blah 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 blah." And Jared clearly was like, "I can't ever have this guy on the show." <laughs> um, so funny. But yeah, so those are all the questions that we have for this week. Please, folks, um, we do get quite a few listeners. Please go ahead, ask us questions. Uh, also, if you want to, you don't necessarily have to ask us questions. You could tell us if you did anything in the name of science or if you discovered anything really interesting uh, in the past week, let us know. Um, but if you do have questions, email us at read or any of the things I just said for that matter. Email us at uh, readcastsc at gmail.com. You could DM our Twitter handle at readcastsc. You could submit a voice message through Anchor, um, or you can join our Read Discord and submit questions there. Uh, also, we do have a bunch of great content creators in Read, so don't forget to watch Earth's video videos on youtube or listen to the music that admiral cody and calibri are creating it's pretty great and if you are thinking about joining an org and collaborating um, and are looking for a crew that's respectful law-abiding and is really interested in science uh, read stands for research and engineering through exploration and discovery so take a look at us uh links below um so that one wraps pitch. another what's one that pitch. one pitch for logistics there you go. The year 2021 is the year of building the fleet. So we are in the process of obviously recruiting. Recruiting drives how many ships we can crew and uh, for events. And we are definitely looking for uh, people who are interested in hauling and providing support for the science and engineering guys. Um, it's going to be a great mission and it's going to be a good year. So reach out That's to us. Right, That's right. Um, well, that wraps it up for another readcast. Seaguard, as always, thank you again for joining us tonight. Problem. And Thanks for taking to, to take me on. Say that one more time. 
thanks for digging low enough in the barrel to dig me out and put me on. Oh, goodness. <laughs> Please. You rise to the top, Seaguard. You rise to the top. Um, well, thank you, fellow citizens, for listening, as always. And we'll see you next week. <laughs>